everyone, and welcome to the WordPress Briefing, the podcast where you can catch quick explanations of the ideas behind the WordPress open source project, some insight into the community that supports it, and get a small list of big things coming up in the next two weeks. I'm your host, Josepha hayden Champosi. Here we go. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about the digital divide, where it is, maybe a little bit about where it's headed, and which parts of the WordPress open source project and CMS can help. This is a focused look, though, so I won't touch on some of the hurdles that everyone kind of is aware of uh, when you get outside of in-person environments, uh, things like parental modeling or supervision, education on the relevance of technology, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this is a follow-up to the conversation that I had at WordCamp US last week. And so doing a little bit of a deeper dive here, uh, and we're going to start with what exactly is the digital divide? So the digital divide is considered those who benefit from the digital age versus those who don't. Um, that feels like a really big a really big concept. Um, and the current discussion is primarily about access, or for years it has been about access anyway, and especially physical access. So those who have computers versus those who do not, those who have internet in their homes versus those who do not. But I don't necessarily agree with that particular um, really focused definition of the problem. If the only problem we see is one of access, then the solution becomes get cheap devices and internet to everyone, which certainly has led to more people being connected than ever before. With this proliferation of devices that are considered both smart and mobile, mobile in this context, meaning handheld or pocket-sized, uh, the discussion over the last few years has been shifting. Um, it's been shifting around in, into more of a discussion around uh, the education, around the relevance of internet access, um, discussions around quality of access to the internet, uh, and also discussions around Wi-Fi and dial-up and the surprising cost of data. Uh, but from my perspective, there are a number of really dangerous assumptions that we make when we boil it all the way down to who has access and the quality of that kind of access. The first dangerous assumption is that we ha we run the risk of conflating being tech savvy with being digitally literate, and they're not really the same things. The second assumption that we uh, run the risk of is assuming that access to cellular data equals access to the internet through any other means, and also assuming that cost is always the determining factor. And a final fairly dangerous assumption that we're making there is that we allow ourselves the ability to mark the digital divide as fixed in our minds. Once we get enough access to everyone, um, we're just done. <laughs> there is no more divide. Um, but as a way of illustration, if you think about access, not in the context of technology, um, like like high technology, digital technology, and in the in the context of like writing, you probably own a writing utensil, and you probably have access to paper of some sort, which is great. But just because you have like a pencil and a piece of paper doesn't mean that I can send you home right now. I guess most of you are listening at home. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I can send you to your desk right now 
and and consider you prepared to write a best-selling novel, right? Because giving you physical tools no more makes you a novelist than handing me a computer when I was a teen made me digitally literate. So let's talk about what it takes to be digitally literate. I've lumped the following skills into three groups. Um, it, it's broadly defined as 21st century skills, but um, the groups that I have them in is not a comprehensive list of those 21st century skills. The first group that is a large component of digital literacy is critical thinking skills. So computational thinking and problem solving. That particular one is not new exactly, but um, the computational thinking part certainly is. Not all problems are solved with code, but the ability to think through things procedurally is increasingly important. The second one in that set is communication through multiple media. Uh, consuming communications or content through Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat or any other, other format. Um, but also creating the things that communicate. Writing blogs, uh, creating videos, both calls and standalones, and forums, things like that. The third set in that group of critical thinking skills is actually around collaboration, which some people will say is more about a, a communication sort of thing. But I find that collaboration, both online and in person, is an, a skill set all to its own. Communication only gets you so far when you're learning to, co to collaborate with people that you don't normally work with. And so I have lumped that into critical thinking skills. The second big bucket for digital literacy is actually literally digital literacy. So <laughs> um, I have three, three things in here as well. Um, evaluating information, which is obviously incredibly important in the environment that we're in right now uh, for just information's sake, but then also things like understanding the differences between copyright versus copyleft licenses. Um, understanding the difference between a, a, a .org ending URL and a .com ending URL and being able to evaluate the general veracity of sources that you're finding on the web. A second group, a second uh, part of that group uh, is media use and creation. Understanding the difference between folks who consume and folks who create the content that we have. Um, how to find information online and also the most sensible places to keep information online. And a third area of digital literacy that I find to be vitally important uh, is the ethics of licenses, both around use and access. Um, so again, things like copyright versus co copyleft. And specifically for WordPress, that means understanding things like the Creative Commons licenses, GPL, MIT, um, but then also copyright is its own, <laughs> is its own complicated question unto itself. But uh, the other things that show up for us for WordPress, that show up for us with technology, are also things like open access versus proprietary information and sources, and things like plagiarism versus sampling. And our third big bucket, <laughs> which has become increasingly complex, but the third big bucket for digital literacy, to my mind, is actually considered something that I call life skills. So things like self-direction, knowing what you want to do next and how to get it done. Um, time management also is in there. Uh, knowing how much time something will take and also being able to make sure that you are getting things done over time as opposed to trying to accomplish everything at the last second. A big part of these life skills are cross-cultural and social communication. 
the internet is tricky, right? Because it's simultaneously incredibly insular and increasingly global. Like you can, if you wanted, only ever read things that already confirm your existing biases. But the very nature of the internet, the very nature of the web means that the world is much, much smaller. We have more ready access faster to everyone everywhere in the world than we used to have. Which means, of course, that cultural awareness is an absolute must now more than ever. Uh, this is, for what it's worth, the time of year when I give this talk, and that's because of this last part of the life skills section, which is digital citizenship. Digital citizenship um, generally is the second week of October, second or third week of October, and it's one of my favorite weeks because it is something that comes up all the time in our ecosystem. It comes up all the time in open source in general, but certainly for WordPress. And so those are our three big buckets of, of um, digital literacy, uh, which are a subset of 21st century skills as a whole. That's a lot of stuff, I know. And it's also really hard to figure out how you can learn any of those skills. And for, for me, um, from my experience, I really believe that WordPress as an open source project can help people learn those things. One, once upon a time, ages and ages ago, uh, <laughs> my mother told me that in order for me to become a better writer, I would have to read. Um, and in order to become a better communicator, it would probably help if I spent a little bit more time writing. And I have always felt that the same must be true for all the things that we learn. You find a positive example and study it to become better, um, or depending on what you're learning and how you're trying to learn it, you find a passive example of something that you want to be able to do better from an active standpoint and participate in that so that your active production of the other part is better. Here are a few parts of the WordPress project and WordPress, WordPress itself that can help with this. So there are first a few really specific teams um, for if you're if you're contributing to a team like themes or plugins or core, the three areas of those uh, digital literacy skills that you have an opportunity to learn there. Um, for critical thinking, you're going to run into problem solving and computational thinking. You're also going to run into distributed collaboration, which um, when I first wrote this talk was really important as just a concept. And now it is currently really important as a reality because we have a bunch of companies that are going to either remote work or partially distributed or fully distributed. And that's the way that WordPress has worked for a pretty long time. And so, so I've always felt like it was important because it was important to WordPress, but it's also becoming increasingly an important part of just how to exist in the world at the moment. For those three teams, uh, the things that you can really tap into and practice for the life skills section are digital literacy, nope, digital citizenship, um, self-direction and time management obviously comes up in any open source project because you are volunteering your time and, and it is up to you to kind of decide how much you can commit or not, various other parts of time management and, and directing one's own project. 
Yeah, but you also get the opportunity to really test and practice your culture, cross-cultural communication, your social communication, um, and learning what it means to to um, collaborate across cultures in that way. You also, on the digital literacy side, uh, get a little bit of that information evaluation and synthesis for what it's worth. Uh, and then also obviously get to learn more about the ethics of various types of licenses uh, and, and how use and access relates to those things. We also have a team or two. These are not really teams or twos. These are, are things that you can do that are either solo activities or group activities. One is working or, or checking out the support forums and the other is blogging. We'll start with support forums. Uh, if you're doing this as a group activity, there are a couple of extra things that, that you can practice here. But if you're doing it as a solo, just way to give back to the project sort of thing or way to learn some of these skills sort of thing, you actually can get almost all of these uh, digital literacy skills woven into uh, working in the support forums, depending on what's happening in the moment and the questions that people have brought up. But for critical thinking, obviously, you get some problem solving in there. Not as much the computational thinking, the procedural uh, thinking part, but you certainly also get to tap into communication with multiple types of media, uh, collaboration in person and online, depending on whether you're doing this as a solo effort or a group effort. Um, and then, of course, research, which I didn't really bring up in any of those uh, groupings for digital literacy, but certainly is a very important part of it. Um, for that, for the digital literacy grouping <laughs> of skills that are related to digital literacy, uh, you get to work on evaluating information. And depending on, on how complicated an answer might be, you can also get that opportunity to practice synthesizing complex information and research, which is a, a digital literacy skill. And then once people have responded to um, a topic that you've answered, you also get to tap into that life skill section. You get to be um, you get the opportunity to practice digital citizenship as it relates to synchronous or asynchronous conversation. You also get to see more about how cross-cultural communication and collaboration works and social communication across those various boundaries that naturally show up uh, when we're working across cultures that way. And, and as I mentioned previously, information synthesis as well. Um, the second one that I, as I mentioned, can be like a solo effort or a group effort, depending on what you're doing. Uh, blogging. This one, for most people who use WordPress, is probably the most common application of the way that WordPress can help you do stuff. Um, so I often see it as the most relevant and the most immediately accessible to anyone. But, you know, you got to meet people where they are. So <laughs> I would have this really uh, uh, strong belief that this is our best way to help people learn these things. So, so blogging for the critical thinking sorts of things, you obviously have an opportunity to practice communication in across mediums. 
Um, you will probably get an opportunity to practice your research skills. Chances are you're going to get the opportunity to practice some problem solving. And honestly, like if you're hosting your own site, problem solving is going to come up when using WordPress as soon as you add in plugins and themes, because you sometimes kind of have to figure out what's working and what's not and what's playing nicely with other things and what's not. It's possible that with blogging, you're also going to have an opportunity to get to practice some distributed collaboration, but that's probably going to depend on what you're doing with your site as well. Um, in the digital literacy group, you're going to obviously have the opportunity to evaluate information, uh, practice media use and creation, and also learn about the other side of the ethics of licenses. Um, licenses and how they apply to the thing that you're using feels a bit different when you are the one who's creating. And so learning about how those things work and don't work and how they can best suit what you're trying to do, blogging is absolutely an excellent opportunity to, to dig into that a bit and learn a bit more about that. As far as your life skills go, uh, <laughs> um, that's where you, again, get to practice some digital citizenship by figuring out who your audience is and also when you have to communicate them with them via the comments or any other way that you have built up a feedback mechanism there. Self-direction obviously will come into this. Maybe time management if you are blogging on, on, um, uh, on I was going to say on a paid basis, but that's not really it, on a, on a project basis. Like, some of us are students and have to write things based on on deadlines. And so, you know, self-direction, potentially time management, um, always cross-cultural communication, social communication, research, all of these things show up in there. Um, and uh, and, you know, I I really believe in this in this concept of like how blogging and bringing people into the work of maintaining a website can teach you all of these skills because when I was younger I was a bad communicator and also now I am across the board known for my if effective communication um, and also for my ability to work across cultures and so the the defining moment, which was like a four year moment, and so not necessarily a moment. But the thing that really made all the difference was when my mom challenged me to write every single day. Um, she had noted that I was not necessarily great at getting from one point to the next. I wasn't necessarily great at building my arguments when I was having to explain something to people. And she suggested that writing every single day would help me to really tap into this big thing about communication and and um, working with other people, collaboration, all of that. And as an adult, on the other side of it, like, I thought she was super wrong when I was younger, because don't we all think our parents are wrong when we're younger? But as an adult on the other side of it, like, not only was that an opportunity for me to literally learn how to communicate better, <clears throat> but it also when I look at it, gave me access to opportunities to practice all sorts of 21st century skills and digital literacy skills um, in an environment that was relatively safe. And so I am a big proponent of this particular one. Um, another team that especially helps us to tap into and practice a lot of our digital literacy skills is actually the documentation team. 
I recommend that you let this be a supervised activity if you're doing this with students, because, you know, it's a wiki <laughs> and you can put weird things in there on accident or just inaccurate things. So for critical thinking, the primary skill that you're going to be able to practice if you're working on documentation is actually collaboration. You would think that it was also like information um, synthesis and information uh, evaluation. But for a lot of the work that we're doing, the documentation exists. And what we're looking at is trying to figure out where it no longer matches what is currently in the CMS or currently in the project or currently in the team, what it, whatever it is that you're working on in that moment. And so it's a it's a strongly collaborative effort in the WordPress project. You have to not only have done like the general work to figure out what needs to be changed in the documentation, but a lot of times you need to figure out like who has access to make the changes, what has prevented us from making changes in the past, things like that. And so I say collaboration is the only one to learn in critical thinking, but it's actually a really big one and can take a fair amount of effort uh, in this particular context. From the digital literacy aspect, of course, there is evaluating information, but this particular type of information evaluation is a little different for documentation. And this actually is true for the documentation team, for the training team, and also for learn the, the new learn team. Um, this question is true for all of them. There is a huge difference between presentation versus application of information. The way that you present information for people who already know it and, and just need confirmation of something or are using it for reference material is really different than when people are looking at a piece of documentation that should be telling them how to accomplish something and they try to apply it either to their own processes in the moment or apply it to teaching other people. And so evaluating information to make sure that what is presented can be applied and all of the ways that that very complicated um, journey with managing information can kind of work or not, depending on how things are going in your section of the open source project at the moment. The third group of skills that you can really dig into in those teams, um, again, digital citizenship. Basically, everything is digital citizenship in WordPress because we're just people online. Uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, cross-cultural communications, social communications, um, and information synthesis, again, depending on how complicated the work is that you are looking at in that moment. And this final grouping that we have, this final team and group of, of skills. So the community team is a substantial and, and far-ranging team. They have many things that fall into uh, their area of expertise. And so this has traditionally kind of functioned as a linchpin around education and making sure that that was all relevant for users and attendees of events. Um, the community team will remain pivotal to so many things that we do now. But now that we have kind of really um, awakened the learn team and re-enlivened that training team, this is going to shift a little bit over the over the course of time. But um, yes, so that grain of salt that depending on when you listen to this, if you listen to it in 2050, maybe it's not accurate anymore. Hopefully most of what I say is not accurate in 2050, but you know, still. Anyway, <laughs> critical
critical thinking. That's where we were. So the critical thinking group of skills uh, inside the community team, you absolutely are going to have an opportunity to practice problem solving and frequently also procedural thinking, depending on what you're working on in that team. Multimedia communication absolutely is true. And that's true whether you are uh, contributing to the team itself and making sure that the team is functioning and doing their their basic tasks, or if you are um, organizing an entire event, whether it's online or uh, or offline or however that is being accomplished. Multimedia communication for this particular team is uh, constant uh, for all of the work that they do and something that everyone who works on there gets to practice all the time. For digital literacy, um, this comes up a lot if what you're doing is um, working through any sort of like programming um, plans, making sure that what we have in place for events is um, is really excellent. Uh, it's a really excellent opportunity for practicing the evaluation of information, uh, learning more about media use and creation, and then naturally everything to do with licenses, copyright, copyleft, not only for everything that we produce, but then also for everyone in the ecosystem. Um, this team helps so many um, plug-in authors and theme developers and uh, and other, other groups who participate in the ecosystem understand the nuances of the GPL and why it matters so much to WordPress. And then in the life skills section, there's the obvious life skills section, uh, uh, life skills, skills rather, that have come up for all of them. So digital citizenship, uh, cross-cultural and social communication, but also you have the opportunity to tap into that self-direction and time management uh, practice that probably should also be considered in all of these teams. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, uh, things things change as we go. And so, yeah, those are the most likely uh, digital literacy skills that you would end up practicing in the community team, uh, depending on how you are participating in the community team in that moment. So I said that we were going to talk a little bit about like where this is all headed and um, and what to do next and like I just said, when I got lost in my own reverie there, like, hopefully everything that I've shared here is out of date by 2050. Like, if we can come back to, to this particular podcast or this presentation or anything I've ever said about digital literacy over my time uh, with WordPress, and if we could come back to that in 2050 or or you know, I was going to say 20 years from now, 2041 feels really close, but you know, come back to it in the future and say, that was all really excellent information to know in the moment. And we did do those things. And now WordPress has proven that open source contribution and collaboration can teach all of the necessary uh, 21st century skills that anyone would need to survive in the world. And we did do it. That would be really cool. But I don't think that that's where we're headed. <laughs> Not because I don't think people believe in what I'm saying or care about what I'm saying, but because it's very easy to kind of let these things go at some point. Even if you at some point were proficient in all of what is considered 21st century skills, 
sometimes our skills um, don't get used very much. And so we lose track of them and we don't know or we don't know how to teach them to other people and various ways to do that. So I hope that when we revisit this in the time capsule of the Internet 20 years from now, we can say that was a great explanation and we learned so much and we made so many changes and such progress that now we need a new version of this. And that's really all we can do. Always striving to leave the world in a better position than when we found it. All right, that brings us to our small list of big things. I don't have a ton to share with you today, but what I do have to share with you is a really big deal. So we are about a week away from um, the go no-go point of WordPress 5.9. That is the final release of the year. And we, as soon as we know what is a go or a no-go from that meeting on October 12th, everyone is gonna just hit the ground running. And so, if you are interested in contributing to that release, either by um, being a participant in the release squad or leading some part of the release squad, absolutely uh, drop by and let me know because I am interested to know who wants to learn more about doing that. And um, this is actually something that has gone by. I mentioned at the top that I spoke at WordCamp US. That is still true. I did do it. Uh, and so did a bunch of other really excellent presenters. If you missed WordCamp US on Friday for whatever reason, because, you know, life is complicated, pretty soon we will have um, uh, the videos. We'll have all the videos up uh, with captions quickly and have those available for everyone to um, watch and learn more from as their schedule allows and as their attention allows. And that is your small list of big things. Thank you for tuning in today for the WordPress briefing. I'm your host, Josefa Hayden-Champossi, and I'll see you again in a couple of weeks. <laughs>